Hello and welcome to Horrific Tales. In this show we celebrate the creations of independent authors and aspiring writers. Please like and subscribe and share these episodes so we can help our talented friends get as much exposure as possible. We'd also appreciate if you could support our artists by following them on their individual platforms and by purchasing their works. Details on how to do this are in the episode description. In this horrific tale, a man's encounter with a homeless lady leads to a curse which reveals some terrible secrets. Join us now as we present The Walk by Eli Bates. Like some kind of massive organism, the city is waking. Its various moving parts, such as cable cars, street vendors, and those ever-present sirens begin to spin up to banish the early morning quiet. I have come to cherish that brief moment in between the evening bustle and the frenetic morning rush. It's a span of about two hours where it's peaceful, aside from the occasional jogger or dog walker I pretty much have the city to myself. I can see the bay twinkling in the morning sun as the fog melts away. Up until now I haven't really taken the time to appreciate the beauty of it. Up until now I had full control over my body. Up until now I didn't really know what it meant to be truly afraid. I'm past the shock of it. My destination is clear. I'm already through all the stages of grief and whatnot. So here it is, my confession, my silent space to the cosmos, or to anyone listening. I suppose I'm more reflective on why this is happening to me at this point, rather than the what, and maybe there's something I'm missing. The woman on the street would have the answer, but she is several blocks up the hill and I suspect she wouldn't tell me anyway. That look in her eyes she let me go said it all. It said, Burn in hell, Daniel. Watching the water I think I'll have to drown before I burn. I wonder how cold it is in contrast to the warm sun caressing my back. The transients in this town can get a little bit in your face sometimes. It's a problem that everyone seems to know how to solve, but does nothing about. That's not meant to make anyone feel guilty. Just think of your solution critically and ask yourself, would that really fix it? The answer is that there is no answer. We all make choices to some degree. It's what makes us human. It's what makes us good or evil, and both. My own evil keeps space with me to the beat of the woman's seething accusations. She called me a liar. She saw what I did. She called me a bad person. She wasn't wrong. Making eye contact with them is a sure way to invite indirection so most people in this town are conveniently distracted, either looking at their phones or up to the skyscrapers, anywhere but those desperate eyes. I don't know why I stopped. Maybe I was surprised that this person I mistook for a pile of trash was speaking to me. Maybe it was her vibrant blue eyes that arrested me, kept me from escaping. Maybe it was something else. Does a fly wonder how I found itself trapped in the web? Like the fly, I did my damnedest to get away, but she was so strong immovable like she was bolted to the concrete. My mistake was reaching in close to the offer some cash. Cash I hoped would shut her up. Cash that was meant for a latte and the chances to hit her on the Ravenhurt barista. That's when she grabbed me with viper-like speed. Stunned, I let the money flutter to the ground. It was either that every ounce of strength I possessed drained from me then, or this tiny bundle of a woman was very, very strong. Before I could think to call for help or do something drastic, she let go. Straining as I was to pull away, the sudden release had me staggering backwards, arms pinwheeling to retain balance. 
She cackled when my heel landed directly on the amount of feces and slid. The smell wafting up informed me that the recent deposit probably wasn't canine. Her shrill, corvid laughter followed me as I ambled forward and away from her, scraping a brown smear on the sidewalk as I did so. Before I was out of earshot, she said in a sober voice, barefoot of mirth or emotion, like some kind of judge on an olive bastard dais. Go on then. Walk, Daniel. Walk, she said, like a verdict, like a death sentence. And so, I walked. My first inclination that I had lost operational command of my legs was when I had reached my goal. The forest green awning came into view. Ichabod's coffee and tea house, my favourite. Below that, an open door invited me in, as it belched out the aromas of fresh espresso and toasted bagels. Mouth-watering, I could do nothing but rotate my head to watch it slide on by. The girl setting out the panel of furniture gave me a familiar smile that turned out of amusement as I rubbernecked. Either she thought it was a funny bit of flirting, or she sensed something was off due to the hint of panic lighting in my eyes. I didn't really start freaking out until a block later. I simply could not stop walking. What would happen when I walked into a busy street? What would happen if I just walked into an open manhole? I began to grope at whatever looked like something that would anchor me, to immobilise me, but my feet were definitely keeping these things just out of reach. As if I had been pulled along a winding river without a boat or paddle, the current or directive allowed me only a view to the shore, but never reach it. I admit, I began to cry, and eventually scream for help. The city did what it usually does. It ignored me. In my desperation, I reached, and lunged, and grasped with anything around me. A carousel rack of postcards, a newspaper stand not quite attached to the ground, an elderly man walking in shih tzu, all of them toppled over, either spilling their contents or cursing loudly at me. It was when I stepped off the curb to cross the wide road that I heard it before I saw it. A car was approaching, just behind the crest of the steep hill roaring its way apart by more horses than was strictly necessary. I was right in its path as it entered the intersection. Maybe the driver didn't see me. Maybe the driver just didn't care, but really let on that horn as its back tire clipped the toe of my shoe. A brief shocked face hardly recognisable as my own reflected in its blacked out windows, like an apparition. I thought of a cheeky thing to yell at his taillights, but I didn't do it. I just kept on walking. I see myself reflected at the storefront window. Hey, I know that guy, I think to myself. He slips women were hypno when they aren't looking, so they can't remember what happened the next day. He likes to tell himself it's just window shopping, sampling, test driving before making any kind of real commitment. He tells himself he can stop whenever he wants. I watched the reflection collide head-on with another person. They spin to one side, sending a shopping bag full of produce flying, its contents bouncing and scattering all over the place. They utter a shocked, unintelligible call before I'm already twelve paces away. They yell and threaten me with police or an ass-kicking, maybe both. I've stopped apologising for knocking people with random things down. I know something else. I have a following. I'm sure I'm trending on TikTok and YouTube streaming. Maybe even the morning news. There's so much chatter behind me. The cops did eventually show up, probably keeping people from outright murdering me. They tried to restrain me, even going so far as to shoot me up with paralysing electricity. I was painfully aware of every nerve fibre in my body, as if something had a hold of my nervous system like a fistful of tethers and was attempting to shake my myriad strings loose from me. But I kept on going. Maybe I passed out for a moment or two though. It must have been a bizarre sight. To see someone both unconscious and ambulatory at the same time. Now they're just confused. Maybe a little scared. Stuff like this is not supposed to happen. 
I wonder if there's a priest back there as well, and if so did I hear my confession. I was distressed, clutching at straws, ranting my sins out as if I could counter this compulsion to walk, hoping God or at least the woman who cursed me could hear and maybe, maybe just let me go free. I can almost hear her laughing at me. No, she says in my mind. No forgiveness for you, Daniel. I'm sure the dozen or so women I violated would say the same. I can smell the ocean now. It's the scent of white noise and salt. It smells of my final judgement. Death's matched only by my own depravity. Guilty as charged. Something loops around my waist and cinches tight before whatever it is operating me can avoid it. It's uncomfortable. Then it is suddenly all the pain I'd ever felt in my entire life distilled in one single moment. The noose becomes a vice that tightens around my hips with every step I take, however small. Every centimetre I move forward is another compound fracture until I feel my pelvis collapse under the immense pressure and all I can think about is how strong that rope is. The sole of his shoe is ripped away from sheer friction. My feet are still treadmilling as I feel a hot wetness seeping down my pant legs. Then nothing, as whatever was sending pain information to my brain just up and quit. Now all I feel are vibrations as the shattered bones grind against each other in the wet suit that is my lower torso. It's when I lose about three inches of height that I feel momentum again. It seems one of my shins have given out and decided to snap forward. I can hear my tibia scraping against the concrete as it drags in my lopsided lurch. They have to cut the rope, otherwise they'd have to watch me grind myself into little chunks. A sharp splatter of vomit hitting the pier behind me echoes against the storefronts. But other than that, it's like the entire city is holding its breath. Silence. Waiting. A passenger in my own broken body, I observe the serenity of the ocean, the distant haze and curve of the planet. The water embraces me fully in its frigid murk, and as I sink, I wonder if my bones will continue to walk long after I'm dead. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our latest horrific tale. If you want to keep up to date with future episodes, then subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our social media pages. You can also give the channel support by visiting our merchandise store and picking up some of our items. We would also appreciate it if you took a moment to support our contributing artists who very kindly lend their talents to the show. Check out the links in the description to see how you can do this. Well, that just leaves me to say, until next time my friends, keep it creepy, keep it horrific.